Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. I'm not going to lie. This is going to be my head is campers. What up? Yeah, yeah my know. you know, I'm, yeah. my head's a little foggy right now. Were you going to say? Welcome, hello, everybody. campers, and welcome to the Campfire <laughs> Gaming Podcast. <laughs> Joining me, should we just tonight, all three host and just see what happens all, all at the same time? Yeah, I suggested that. And the last time Mike was when the parents gone, we all go crazy because the last time it was just us three. You know, we had this same issue where we just kind of were off the rail, you know, dad, you need Dad's to host gone. a podcast. Welcome to the Campfire Gaming Podcast. I'm one of the hosts tonight. My name is Matt. Host number two is Chris. Oh, and host okay. number three is Rich. Oh, okay, and cool. uh, thank you for joining us tonight. How are you, fellow hosts, doing tonight? Welcome Feeling everybody like a... to the Campfire Gaming Podcast. <laughs> My name is Rich. <laughs> and I will be your host for one of your hosts for the evening. Tonight we got with me, we have Matt and Chris. Welcome, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me tonight, the Deuce, on the Campfire Gaming Podcast. I Who like cares it. about the rest of them? Yep. Forget host two and three. Good intro. <laughs> I love it. That's it's literally fantastic. all the energy I had. I'm, I'm now going to go take a nap. We're so much more creative when Mike's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel the artistry just flowing out. Oh. <laughs> And, and that's not anyways, the Taco Bell that I had earlier. Oh, I, I legitimately thought that that's what we're going with. I kind of enjoyed it. That was our intro. We're oh, starting. Great. This is the podcast. Yeah, we're, Fine. We're going. Let's talk about our number one announcement right now. And what is that? Hold, hold on to your butts, folks. Bill Spencer is celebrating it's... his seven years uh, as the head of Xbox for Microsoft. Yay. Love it. Clap emoji. Good job. We've beat it to death, but he's done a great job turning uh, the game, uh, the Xbox department around. Yeah. So accomplished mm-hmm. quite a bit in his seven years here. So happy seven years, Mr. Phil. Now, please, can you uh, sponsor us? Please. I know <laughs> you're listening. It's, it's for uh, many more years, though. He's been with the company since the 90s. Right? Oh, yeah. Or, uh, I thought he's quite, been with the company for a long time. Yeah, he's just uh, been in a very powerful roles, position yeah. in the last seven. I believe one of his first roles was as, was he like a producer on, I think it was Voodoo Vince for oh, the really? OG Xbox? He, it was something, I believe Voodoo Vince was his first, first Xbox project. Could be wrong. It's been that a while. Would, I do know he worked why. on it, I, I, but I, I thought it was his first one. But that kind of explains why Voodoo Vince was getting a remaster, right? Or am I misremembering that conversation? Uh, that I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think it's... I mean, Phil, since you're listening, could you remaster it? If you would love to come on the podcast and have a chat with us and yep. remind us about um, Voodoo Vince, I'm all for it. Yeah, all for it. A remastered but... version was released in 2017. There you was go. It? It's already wow. done. Yep. We weren't podcasting then, so how nope. did you how did we, you think we talked about it? Uh, like we normally do. 
kind of like this. Yeah, <laughs> just rambling. Yeah, just talking about it. Sitting nice. around our e campfire. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some warmth coming off my three monitors that are in front of me. And it's just getting warmer in general. Yeah, my the cold state is not so cold right anymore. Now. It's awesome. It's the cool state now. Yeah, it's just the slightly less colder state. <laughs> uh, another news: we got Diablo 2 Resurrected. The technical alpha is going to be coming available Friday, April nineteenth. So if you have opted into the technical beta. Uh, you should start seeing your invites coming in around 9 a.m. Central Time. And they're going to be releasing them in waves throughout the day. So once you have that available, you will be able to play a a small portion of the single-player campaign. You'll be able to play as, I believe, the Amazon, the Barbarian, or the Sorceress. So that is what they currently have available, and you'd be able to get your hands on it a little bit and see what uh, what the class I think it's the classic games team one of them one of the teams has been up to for the Diablo 2 remaster I know that that's going to be uh, quite the big hit when that releases so yeah I, I don't know how much experience you guys have with Diablo or Diablo 2 but D2 is a lot this is one so. of my this is one of my childhood favorites so they better take care of it and not do a Warcraft 3 remaster on it and just completely <laughs> like brick the game but I th- I think they I played it in great college. Game is old. You're old. Um, I am. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, <laughs> I tried playing it once before, but with people that ran it a million times, so they just kind of took off without me, and wasn't fun. You know, when you play with somebody, it's you know, it's your first time, but somebody else has done it a million times, and they just go start playing the game and beating it, and you're like, well, I'm not doing anything but following. So I'm excited for this. Are you gonna play? Are we gonna play? Uh, I mean, probably when it, uh, like the retail releases, I, I need to figure out, uh, I, how, how do you sign up for this technical alpha? Yeah. Just um, go to your Bnet account. Yeah. If you go, if you go and open up your Battle.net account, um, you should be able to go, uh, let's see here. I think you actually have to do it on the website because mm-hmm. I'm looking at my little dashboard right here and I don't actually see a way to do it. You might, I think it actually, oh no, if you go to all games, you can see Diablo 2 Resurrected on there, and then you can go and click Learn More, and then you can opt in for the technical alpha. Nice. I will have to do that. But after. by the time this actually starts, you know, people start hearing this, they're going to be sending out waves, so it might be too late by the time you're listening to this. So check your mailbox. See if you got your technical alpha invite. I think they're going to be running this technical alpha throughout the weekend as well. So it's not gotcha. going to be like a long-running thing. They're going to be doing it in little spurts. That was going to be my next question is how, how long would be, how long the alpha would be. So right. You answered it before I could ask my question. Got you. But yeah. Um, one little tidbit. This was something, this is actually some old news, but I thought it was really cool and we hadn't talked about it. Um, D2, like OG D2 save files can actually be used in resurrection. So you can bring, I guess, your, your saves over into the new game, which I thought was pretty cool. Cool. Maybe I'll Got make him. you play uh, D2 then. Yeah, like actual right. D2. And then we can just carry over? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I still have nice. those files somewhere. That'd be crazy. You, did uh, either of you two ever play Payday or Payday 2? Yes. Oh, yeah. yep. I Especially never did. On Game Pass. <laughs> Wait, what? One of them's on Game Pass? Payday 2. At least Is it? it was. 
let's add it to our long list of games we should play because I've never played it. I had a roommate that loved it. And do you ever play I Left 4 Dead? One. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's uh, everybody said it was like Left 4 Dead, but a heist. Yeah, Left 4 so. Dead, but bank robbery. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty still much. pretty fun. So if you like that sort of, you know, asymmetrical gameplay like that, mm-hmm. or if you like just the cooperative nature of it, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Well, as of, oh, it is. Okay, yeah. So uh, Payday 3 is on Game Pass. But, or Payday 2, sorry. What I wanted to talk <laughs> about, I was reading the title of our notes whenever you, you pointed that out. So Payday 3 was announced actually like three years ago. And I remember this and I was like, Whenever I saw these articles pop up, I was like, oh, they only announced a little bit ago. No, it's been, all, you know, three, three and a half years, whatever it's been. Um, did you guys follow any of this at all? The fact that it's basically kind of gone dark and been in development hell for a while? Yeah. Um, not really. Only because, like, while I liked the Payday games, I really just wasn't, I didn't follow it too closely and I didn't really play it a lot. It mm-hmm. was one of those that I kind of played when friends wanted to play. I never really got that into it on my own. I should mm-hmm. say I was more following Starbreeze than I was Payday specifically. Did you ever play their Walking Dead game? No. No. Because I guess good. that's what kind of got him into trouble. Is that apparently tanked pretty hard. Mm-hmm. They lost a ton of money and they've been struggling for a while now. Um, so I think that's why it was, they were pretty dark on on anything Payday 3. Was it um, like a... I th- do you remember if it was like a licensing issue or did the, did the game just do that bad that it just, it just well, I think it sucked and I do think there was some sort of licensing issue. Um, oh. Yeah, that they, they had some some problems there. Um, but it was also a, a subsidiary studio that w- I think did that one, but it cost them a lot of money. But yeah, I mean, it was crazy as I was reading through this, just some, you know, just learning about all this stuff that's happened the last couple of years, uh, you know, since they announced Payday 3. And that the the studio had to sell off a bunch of stuff, um, you know. They've they um, recently. It was funny when I first started reading about this. They hadn't quite closed the deal yet, but they recently just closed the deal um, with uh, Co- Coach Kosh Coach Coke Coke is that Coke Media? Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they they closed the publishing deal there. So now they can actually get back to working on Payday Three and supporting Payday Two a little bit. So. Um, that's exciting. Um, they are aiming for a 2023 release window, and they were approved for 18 months of post-launch content. So I'm guessing that'll just be new maps and new like operators or I don't know. Yeah, ice they have a lot people. of that for Payday 2 right now. You could be John Wick. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> I think that's my character. Although he wasn't much game. of a bank robber, but you know, no, I guess no, that's it's cool. A, it's a weird crossover to make, but that's it's what they did. He might be a good one, though. Might be a good bank robber looks cool yeah but yeah no so it's it's good for them and i'm I'm assuming that over the next year or two we'll start getting more news from them on that they did say it was an unreal they were going to be developing it in unreal engine and it's coming to pc and console i'm curious if they're going to use unreal engine 5 now that we're into 2021 and uh right i think uh, uh epic did say it was mid to late 2021 is when they're going to actually officially release it if i remember rich Right. Isn't that what they said last year? What? Who said what last year? Uh, Epic with Unreal Engine 5. Didn't they say they were going to release that this mid to late? Mid to late 2021. I don't remember what they were planning on doing for a release date of the new engine. I just remember seeing the trailer for it. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm holding out hope that they do use Unreal Engine 5 because that would be awesome. It would look sexy, I'm sure. But 
Did you guys ever wonder what happened to Jade Raymond after Google <sighs> closed their studios on her? I mean, I've been so for the record, I, I in the past have really enjoyed a lot of Jade Raymond games or games that she's worked on. I don't, I don't know her the amount of her influence to it, but for the last like four years or so, her being involved with a project that that company usually goes <laughs> under so quickly. It's yep. it feels really bad. She was uh she was just um was it before Google she was at EA working on a project there for a few years yep. and that went under. And then she went over to Google, was working on whatever over there because they never officially announced any of their 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 first party games. And then they went under. But the good news now is she found a new home in Haven Entertainment. That's her new studio that she started. So, uh, yeah, all we know is that they're going to be working on a PlayStation exclusive game. So I guess it's good she landed on her feet. We'll see if that uh, studio tanks now, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just looking at it, I mean, that's not a, I guess, not a great track record. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess Jade Raymond was a co-founder with Amy Hennig. Um, this is her, when she was at her doing her tenure over at EA, they founded EA's Motive Studio, which mm-hmm. eventually did the original Battlefront. Um, I mean, that game was all right, I guess. And then she was a former Ubisoft executive, too. Is that right? Yeah, yeah she had a, she had a big a hand time. in the early Assassin's Creed. Yep. Gotcha. So, I mean, I guess I don't know her. I don't know her history really beyond that so i don't but it sounds like she's more of an executive type than a develop like a game developer type yeah she's more of a a likes to work on the story and that kind of stuff than the actual mechanics behind it gotcha uh, she was working on with uh any uh, amy hennig on that um single player star wars game that ea canned because they wanted didn't want to do a single player game gotcha mm-hmm. that's that's what she does she does single player stories which <laughs> she goes to places and ruins the project well and i will say since the company she's uh haven entertainment is working exclusively with sony sony does love their single player stories i mean it's it's about the perfect fit yeah but yeah the big thing was she she i think her like rise of fame was through the Assassin's Creed yeah. and working with a couple of those big projects over there, Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. But and gotcha. I think yeah. she worked with Konami on Metal Gear Solid Four, though I don't know uh, the level I just of had her it open here. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid Four Guns of the Patriots. Yep. Two thousand eight. Okay. So, yeah, okay. So she so after the after the wreckage of what happened with Stadia, she's going and founding a new studio and Well I'm I'm guessing she came Make right from PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, she was doing good things over Ubisoft, and EA's probably like, let's get our hands on her. And then EA did their EA thing. Yeah, EA, uh, and EA then Google's probably things. like, yeah, let's get her because she's done good work. And then Google did their Google thing. So <laughs> she's probably fed up at this point. It's like, I'm starting a new studio. F all mm-hmm. those publishers. Right. So, all right. But, well, good yeah. luck. I don't have a PlayStation, so I don't know if I'd end up playing anything that they would make, but don't worry. They're coming Maybe around I, to the the bringing bringing games to PC. So that's good. Surely. That's a good thing. I can't wait for my PlayStation Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Anybody else uh, read up on this War Chief Gaming stuff? Um, I know about it, or I know about War Chief Gaming, but go ahead and talk about what uh, what's going on with them. Oh, I was just uh, they they finally um, announced their their first project over there uh, called I'm gonna mess Aroboros Coils of the Serpent, which Aroboros? is funny as those kind of or what is it and and Aroboros. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to watch the video again where they actually said it. So that's well, not but, like I don't remember. That's the typical spelling of it, but that's uh, you know looking at yeah, that's how they spelled it it's here. A, but, okay, yeah, um, I guess it's Ouroboros, uh, the snake Ouroboros. eating the snake's tail. There you go. There you, you know, go. if you're familiar with the the symbolism of that. Mm-hmm. So. They're they're actually creating. Uh, they were saying in the in their video that they were talking about is they were thinking about like oh maybe we should create kind of our new own like role playing game, but they decided there's such a good core in in D and D five e that they just kind of built this um, I don't know what you, not expansion what what would you call this uh, module module there you go thanks DM Chris you got it but. Uh, yeah, it's 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 just pretty crazy. It look it looks really neat. So we're gonna have to get a maybe our campfire gaming group together and do some some D and D with boy. this this new module. <laughs> Add another one, but it adds all these new classes. It's uh it's what is it um, it, it's built around oh where is it the land called Lawbrand. Um, it's a just like group of massive cities, and I guess music plays a big part of it. Again, this was. Uh, Chris Metzen was talking about how this was kind of like a uh, um, buddies from like the nineties. This was their like homebrew. Like they just kind of played this and they dug it out from, you know, wherever he had it stored and they kind of rebuilt it. So it was, it was funny. He's like, yeah, the nineties, you know, the eighties and nineties, you know, the music scene was huge. Not that it isn't now, but it's like, you know, teenagers, you know, all in all this. So like, they're like, yeah, bards are actually pretty important in this. So, you know, I don't know. I don't play enough D and D to know how important they are in, normal D, but he's like yeah there's there's like they have like a big concert and festival with multiple stages with with bards and stuff and as part of like some of the story they build into it, it's, it's pretty crazy so, so now from i mean just reading through this a little bit i mean the, this seems more like it's its own game that's based on the 5e rules rather than just being a 5e module does that seem yeah. right to you guys is yeah. that my, I'm, my little I'm not edu- here i'm not educated enough in the modules and expansions and well, because it's not like but an official like, right. Dungeons and Dragons Correct. campaign, right? It's this, homebrew. Yeah. Correct. This is more of a, yeah, the, they're utilizing the 5e rule set, but they're building kind of their own, you know, this isn't going to be taking place near Baldur's Gate or Neverwinter or anything like that. This is going to be kind of its like its own completely own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to, to kind of back it up a little bit, I mean, if you haven't heard our, our, um, our news about war chief gaming or war chief entertainment what is it war chief gaming yeah yep um you know this was founded by chris metzen who was a big designer and um you know lead over at blizzard during the warcraft era i mean he was a big hand in the warcraft games world of warcraft all that stuff the voice of thrall you know that's where the whole my guess is where the whole war chief gaming comes from Mm because he was war chief of the horde the true war chief um, and so, yeah, he's decided that he wanted to start up his own little studio. And then from that, like from that studio, they wanted to focus more on tabletop stuff. Cause that's kind of where they're that the origin of Warcraft 
came from was, you know, their tabletop experiences. They did a lot of, you know, if you dig up a lot of the the backstory on, you know, the Warcraft universe, a lot of that was built from Chris Metzen doing Dungeons and Dragons campaigns. So this is actually kind of a cool, like full circle thing going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm down to try this, man. This would, this sounds like this could be really fun. Yeah, well, we do have some time to wait because they, it's going up on Kickstarter on April 20th. Cool. Uh, so I don't know how long those campaigns typically go. I haven't done a, I haven't funded a Kickstarter in forever, but um, yeah, I'm guessing I would assume maybe something like later this year or something like that. I guess we'll find out on the April April 20th when they kind of put more information up on their their Kickstarter. But no, it sounded really cool, and you know I love listening to Chris Metzen talk. So yeah, it's 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 a neat neat oh, thing yeah. they're doing over there. Yeah, he he is great. He is a great designer. He's a mm-hmm. he's really really good at what he does. Yeah. So I'm I'm confident this is going to be fun. <laughs> he's one of those guys I can listen to and kind of understand. Where, uh, uh, oh, who's the guy that, um, John Carmack. I love listening to John Carmack too. But yeah. Most of the time after about 10 minutes, I, I'm like, this sounds really cool, but I have no idea what you're yeah, talking he about. Just, he, like, he's such a, he's such a geek about his craft that it's just mm-hmm. like, he'll just go off into the woods and you're like, what are we talking about now? Like, yeah. it, well, it's like to the point where it's like, I'm kind of like, I'm following his ideas, but like, I'm not understanding any of the technical jargon he's going into with it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this sounds cool. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. No, I love listening to those guys talk. But. Oh, absolutely. All right. Chris, what, what, what do we know about CD Projekt Red other than we keep beating it to death? It's our, it's our <laughs> 2021 Stadia, right? You know how... Last couple of years, we've been beating Stadia to death. Now we're going to beat CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk to death, I think. I mean, well, yeah, at this point, it's more about the negatives than anything else. Whereas last year, it was a mixed bag of things. Um, well, they we, did. I find, think we're on the uptrend here with some of this news here. Yeah, we'll um, see. It, they did finally release um, the new patch, which did fix a lot of issues in the game. Um yeah, that was it, a huge laundry list. Oh like, man! Oh it was, my it, god! Yeah, it, it's it's basically its own book, which was a thing. My but, favorite like comment on like one of like the Reddit or, or I don't know one of the articles I was reading is like you know it was like the the quotes and it was like we'll release the game when it's ready and then you know Cyberpunk or uh, yeah. Project Red and I'm like yep. Well, and okay, so it, it's by no means comprehensive. There are still a ton of bugs. Uh, I'm still Mm -hmm. seeing pop-ins all over the place and cars that randomly flip over, which is the weirdest (laughs) thing in the world. Um, it, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. There's few games that have let me down so much as this one. I keep wanting to go back to it and, and enjoy it, but, um, I, 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 mentioned this to some other people and I'll mention it again here is the game feels like a theme park where everything is kind of either the NPC has a quest for you and just does that quest or they're just a random creature that has a preset path and goes, or they're stuck in one spot like the pirates of the Caribbean ride. (laughs) And that's it. There is no, there's no life in the world and it's just such a letdown. And I'm, I, yeah, that's like, weird. I like uh, everything I hear about the game is like, 
if you can get past like the issues, there's like a good game at its core. It's but the, and I'll, the, I'll get a, I'll get to experience that good game in a year eventually. when it's finally fixed and everything's running well, and I can actually get a hold of a a G, uh what is it um, GTX three thousand <laughs> series cards. So luck. yeah, after the four thousand series comes out, um, yeah. The so the way I, I I always feel like I get stuck comparing it to uh, Grand Theft Auto because they're both kind of attempting to do the same thing a big open world that you kind of is your playground and. Grand Theft Auto feels like a world. Like everyone seems like they have their own lives. They're doing their thing. They have a purpose. No one seems to have that here. Like the missions are fun. The missions are a ton of fun. I love doing that kind of stuff. But the second you stop, step off of the ride, the world feels really boring. Hmm. And the the one piece that made this all hit home for me is uh, I started a brand new character and right outside of your apartment, as you're walking down to the street level, there is a um, cop talking to just a couple of random people. I went out into the world, did a f- about four or so missions, and then came back later. That same cop was standing in the exact same <laughs> spot, still talking to, to two people. And it's just like, what the hell? Like, this, why is this here? You took me. They out just of the weren't world getting it, it, so he had to keep explaining whatever oh the issue. God. Was. I was so frustrated by it. I'm like, this is. I, I'm. I'm sorry. I you. I can't get immersed into the world. The missions will be fun, but it's just A to B, and that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, they, you know, they they obviously CD Projekt Red has been having a lot of troubles on their own side too, not just with the game. Between their the hackers getting the source code. Being locked out of their PCs for two weeks. That, that apparently helped delay that 1.2 patch. Yeah. I think they wanted that out like a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, a, if, that was if it's, quite a yeah, while. If it's to, to be believed, like, yeah, that this whole hacking situation that we talked about a couple episodes ago just really screwed a lot of people up and they just couldn't get their work done because they were getting locked out of their computers. It was even something to the point where they had to kind of send send their like ship their laptops into cd project yeah, to get IT. it to fix it it was it was weird but yeah um i haven't seen any more news on this since but i mean it was rumored that the source code did sell for seven million mm-hmm. on the dark web you have and to say you have to uh, say it like that on the dark what web? web the, the dark, dark web. web oh the dark the dark web, web. mm-hmm Exactly. I'm, I'm still not sure what I'm going to end up doing with the source code, but hey, <laughs> where uh, my question would be, where'd you get that seven million dollars? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Since I live in my one bedroom apartment, yeah, he sold his Dogecoin. That's how he got it. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. Never figured. sell that Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> you figured it out. But I mean, the good news is they they released the patchy. I think about I think it's about two weeks ago now. Something like that, yeah. Probably almost three by the time we people are yeah, listening to this. Um, but recently in the last week, they did the like the marketing department uh, and the CEO and everybody kind of had a little. Um, what was the South Park? We're sorry. Whenever the, oh the Exxon the, um, yeah Cthulhu the BP episode. oil spill. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> they kind of had one of those videos where they kind of were like, hey. Basically, they're they're promising a better future out of CD Projekt Red, which, you know, as most of these type of things go, it all sounds great on paper. So good luck to them. 
um, hopefully it all works. But I mean, their big one they focused on first was uh, better marketing. Surprise, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, what do I think I wrote it down here? Uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, I was going to say it was like 2013, 2014 is when I initially announced Cyberpunk. That's a long and time ago. Cyberpunk, I think, fell victim to its own hype just because Witcher 3 was great. So everybody expected like Cyberpunk to be 10 times as awesome. But um, but yeah, I mean, they're they're basically promising that they're saying they're going to promise, but we'll see if it happens. But um, kind of do, you know, manage expectations a little better. Um, instead of doing like five year roadmaps, they're going to do like one year roadmaps. To kind of keep the cycles a little shorter. It's a better way to do it. Um, they're going to wait till, you know, games are a little, you know, a little bit ready to be announced. You know, when they, they probably have a better idea of when the game is actually going to release before they start their marketing campaigns. So do it like Rockstar. Rockstar does it so well. We will not find out about the next Grand Theft Auto game until about three, four months before it's coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like when when studios do that yeah but it's great but yeah did you did you guys see their their kind of comments on upgrading their red engine and mm-hmm. um, how that could affect multiplayer and stuff in the future i it doesn't need multiplayer the game's fine without it mm-hmm. well i mean that was kind of part of they, they it was kind of they didn't speak really like directly to it, but they're reevaluating the cyberpunk multiplayer. Um, they didn't really go into a lot of details on that, you I know, can- whether it's like going to be canceled or if, you know, the way they made it. So kind of rolling this into their talks of their, they're updating their red engine to kind of support multiplayer better. Maybe like, it'll be more of like a large expansion you know, in a year mm-hmm. or two for cyberpunk. I don't know. Um, you know, I, they were talking about putting this online technology into their, their game engine, which isn't a terrible idea. Um, you know, cause there, there are things you could benefit from by, by doing that. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they, what they use it for since they've traditionally been just single player RPGs. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see, long term like why they need that i guess again their cyberpunk multiplayer i think was their first multiplayer game they they announced or were going to do but um yeah we'll see um what are you guys thoughts on them working on cyberpunk and witcher ips at the same time don't spread yourself too thin you struggled on releasing one game successfully. Mm-hmm. Let's let's uh let's not uh, not push yourselves too hard, please. Yeah, I still don't have my update to make it look good on my Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the good news is this. I mean, well, t- I guess talking about the ne- next gen updates there, since you mentioned it, you know, that is still planned to coming later this year. I still think it's kind of a joke. It wasn't there at the start. My personal opinion, they should have just dropped PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. I know there's a large install base, but this is next gen. Well, it was advertised to us as next gen, you know, level gaming experience. So um, it should have been there at launch, in my opinion. But but yeah, Um, but no. So, I mean, they're they're going to be uh, uh, 
they were saying next starting in 2021 is when they're going to start working on kind of both uh, a Witcher and a cyberpunk project simultaneously. But to do that, to your point, Chris, is they said they were going to be hiring a whole bunch of, uh, you know, new new staff, new employees to do that. Um, so, I mean, in theory, they're they're probably going to go grow rapidly. They did just um, purchase a new studio, um, Digital spa- uh, Spaces, Digital Scapes out of uh, Vancouver. That's Canada. Um, so, I mean, you know, they're, they're growing. It sounds like they just want to kind of, instead of releasing one game every few years, or in the case of The Witcher 3, uh, just keep putting on <laughs> new systems, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's getting a next-gen update sometime later this year, too. It'll probably become come before the Cyberpunk update, too. Oh, 100%. Which will be the, the funny thing. But uh, but yeah, so I mean, I mean, they're growing. They're, they're bought, they bought a studio and they're growing, growing their team to at least support this. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully all this stuff works out and they can kind of get back on track and, and kind of start delivering on promises and the quality games that they, they had been making, making prior to uh, their, their cyberpunk snafu. Yep. Did you, uh, where did you buy Cyberpunk on, Chris? Uh, on no, Xbox. Gotcha. Okay. No. So you weren't one of those PlayStation people. No, no. no. They no. did kind of briefly mention that, that, <laughs> uh, I think this was actually with the news with, um, the 1.2 update. Yeah. They're, they're getting to get closer back. to being allowed back on the Sony store. <laughs> it's, that's uh, kind of a, I mean, I get the, um, the visibility of that game is a lot higher than some of the others, but it's it's not like every game on that on Sony is that good. Like some of those games are utter garbage. So yeah, I don't um, know. I I didn't I didn't follow their reasoning back in December when they pulled it. Um, I mean it was in really rough shape. That was only. Was that sure. even a week? A week after it launched? Nah, it was it was right like, I there. thought it was like the 12th or something it launched. So that was um, pretty quickly that they pulled that down. But I mean, right from the get-go, you know, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One users were just talking about how terrible of an experience it was. So, you know, maybe they just pulled the plug real early just to... Yeah. I mean, it's part, part of their brand, too. They don't want their... Their, sure. their system and their branding to be tarnished by this either. Sure. Then put more quality control on all your games. Don't on, on the storefront. Don't just target mm-hmm. one. I want to know how it passed certification. To uh, I will almost guarantee it. They was forced a, it out. Yeah. It was a, yeah. a back end deal where they said that they would release an update to fix most of these issues and then mm-hmm. didn't. Or, too, I mean, they probably still, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, you know, Matt, you're kind of familiar with how the software release cycle goes. I mean, at yeah. some point, you know, they're, the, the business wants you to kind of push out the product regardless of what state it's in because mm-hmm. they've been waiting too long to get it out the door. And so they push it out and they say, okay, uh, t- think of all the things that you want now. How many of those things can be actually added in later? Mm-hmm. It was... um. When I my, with my time at Activision, there were some games where we didn't we worked on 
licensed games, your, your SpongeBob's, your movie tie-in games, things like that. Um, but we got to test a higher profile game once or twice, and we were always blown away at how uh, how not strict uh, Nintendo was when we put that into certification. <laughs> Because they, you know, it was a good, it was you know, high profile game. They wanted on their system. They mm-hmm. wanted to sell systems and copies and make money. So yeah, it's no surprise that honestly that it was was out there. But yeah, I mean, Sony should have maybe and Microsoft too. I mean, Microsoft has certification process in place too. So the fact that it was in such a garbage state, honestly, it was an early access game when it was launched. Like, let's be honest, right? Basically, yeah, and they. They get sold, what, 8 million, 10 million copies in the first weekend, something like that. Jesus. Insane. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that was because, you know, it was riding a hype train from what? What did you say? 2013? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, and that's what I don't like. It's that's one thing that I just don't understand is getting that hyped up over a teaser trailer that had nothing to do with the actual game. Like it was just an animate, like a CG animated trailer. And then people were just losing their shit off of that. I don't know if it was because, yeah, like because it's CD Projekt Red doing it because it's a cyberpunk themed game. But it was like, oh, interesting. Like they're working on a new title. That's kind of cool. But see, I think the the hype probably happened. I just Googled it here quick. Witcher 3 released in 2015. I don't remember, was it like 2017 or 2018 is when we saw the first footage of Cyberpunk? I'm trying to remember what it was when we, I don't we know saw anymore. that. But I, I think, I, I really do feel a lot of it was The Witcher 3, right? That I mean, Witcher 1 and 2 and you know all that stuff, you know, I heard those are good games. I haven't played those. Um, but Witcher 3 really kind of helped push CD Projekt Dread into the next level, right? Um, it was such a high quality, great game. And I think there was that excitement around that. So whenever they started talking about cyberpunk again, um, and then they started releasing more trailers and and gameplay footage. Again, it was 2018 or 2019. I think it was 2018 was when E3 was when they first showed it. And there was just that excitement of like, this is going to be Witcher on steroids, you know, first person shooter cyberpunk. It looks awesome. You know, they kind of had the, Peter Molyneux style of, you know, pumping this game up and promising everything (laughs) under the sun. So Uh. I, you know, I think, I think just all of that together just pushed it, you know, the hype into the stratosphere and just, you know, so, you know, there was uh, no way it's, it's, it's it's, half-life three would have probably the same issue, right? Half-life three is absolutely non-existent, you know, as far as we know, theoretically. And if they, it, you know, as soon as they announce Half-Life 3, it's going to be, you know, the best game on Earth, be, you know, before it's ever even out. So when it comes out, if it's even just the slightest bit not great, you know, everybody's going to be, you know, pissed and, and all that. So, yeah, it, I think it just got too hyped, which is probably some of CD Projekt Red's fault, but probably a lot more on the gamer side, maybe. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean... Drive, I mean, I, mean, I blame Chris personally, so you should. Yes, I you mean, should. I can't, I can't blame people for getting excited about stuff. I just don't really understand where it's coming from. You know, where it's just like you're, you're getting fed so little information in such tiny amounts that, like, why is this enough to get you so hyped? Maybe I'm just too jaded from playing games that were unfinished and be- being hyped about stuff that ended up being disappointing. Like, 
Halo Five, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You know, it's just it just is so weird. It's just so weird to be that hyped. But yeah, I think because of that hype, that probably put a lot of pressure on the on you know on the developers on the business mm-hmm. to try and get it out ASAP. Because you know people were begging for it since they showed that little teaser trailer. Uh, but I don't know. I think a big part of that is probably a lot of the business side's fault. It's probably a, some of the developer side's fault. I mean, they're probably changing directions on things, wanting to rebuild things. Well, you know, they got stuck in developer hell for a while as they're maybe transitioning to different engines or something like that. I don't really know all the details of what happened behind the scenes, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a... I would venture to guess that a lot of it ended up at the end of the day, ended up being the business's fault because they were the ones that wanted to release it in the state that it was at. And the developers knew. Like, it's not like, you know, they they were... It was very... It's been very clear that... Oh, excuse me. Ah, got something stuck in my throat. (laughs) Spring allergies. I've had the same issue here. Big true, man. Big true. (laughs) But they... um. Yeah, I would venture to guess it'd be a lot of the businesses' fault for trying to push this out before it was ready. Mm-hmm. But you know, because of all the hype, because of the game basically being in development for getting closer to you know half uh, over half a decade, they wanted to just get it out the door. I think. I mean, like a game being in development for a long time isn't unusual. I think it's the maybe like pre-production or something like that, you know, started in 2013. And then, yeah, the marketing department's like, let's announce you're making this game. <laughs> but I, I mean, that's, um, you know, uh, got to bring it up here. Um, Destiny was in development since Halo 2, right? You know, and that didn't see a launch till 2013 as well, I think. Yeah, 2013. So, you know, I mean, it's not unusual for games to, you know, start development you know, many, many years in advance. But I mean, most of the time too, that's just kind of the ideas and coming up with systems and, you know, figuring it out what you want to do. And then, you know, what technical things do you have to solve before you can even start getting like engineers and, and, and 3d modelers and, you know, artists and all that stuff onto the project to really start ramping up on production of the game. So, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's. Well, that, and we're also kind of, I mean, especially in the 2010s, I mean, that's sort of, thing was definitely a lot more common in the early 2000s than it was say in the 2010s the 2010s is you know this is getting to the point where we're starting to have this be more common practice where we're you know you announce a game and you expect it to be out like essentially next year it's kind of having that call of duty effect where the games need to be out now kind of a thing they need Mm -hmm. to ride that hype train and so i don't know i think that's yeah like i said I, i put a lot of the blame on the business side of it it's it's clear that they were okay with releasing it in the state that it was i guarantee you the developers were like hell no we're not ready to push this out yet this is so Mm -hmm. rough like we're not ready to push this out and they're like yeah but we need to get the you know we need to get the copies (laughs) sold so which i don't remember the numbers we talked about it in a previous episode but i think in the first 24 hours they made enough money to cover that eight years of development, including marketing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in 24 hours, they made eight years worth of, uh, you know, what they put into it. So, yeah. Um, 
you know, so it worked out for people in the money side there, um, you know, but it didn't work out for the gamers. Right. Yep. Though I, I'd have to imagine that a lot of uh, refunds probably happened. Probably not enough to really offset a lot yeah. of that, but I'm sure a lot of them happened. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And it kind of at the cost of some company reputation, too. Mm hmm. You know, the CD Projekt Red was always kind of looked at as one of the good guys as the end at, you know, the one of the good guys of the industry. And, you know, the you find out about all the, the massive amounts of crunch, even though they said we're not going to crunch. And then <laughs> you find out about how the game is in super rough shape and people kind of say, well, I mean, you know, Witcher 3 was in pretty rough shape, you know, when that was release but like, now it just it like this sort of news just seems to be never ending where it's just there's constant problems with this game it's like that bioware magic right they're always <laughs> they always pulled it out at the end but then those last couple bioware games are right never didn't get it so yeah just because yeah. it works once doesn't mean it's gonna work again but cool well I think that's about it with CD Projekt Red, unless you guys have anything else you want to... <laughs> no, that that horse is well and fully dead. Okay, I think so. All right. We've come to the point of the podcast. It's let's listen to Matt talk about Destiny. All right. Two or three minutes. All right. So enjoy your guys' quick break as I yeah, give yeah. you information. I'm going to go take a nap. Beer yeah, back. go take a nap. Um, go hang but out really, um <laughs> But really, uh, uh, Bungie actually did uh, talk quite a bit um about not only bungee stuff but some some destiny um game updates recently so i guess we'll start with uh the bungee stuff first so they're they're trying to grow not only destiny ip but you know other some future unannounced ones they have at least another one in works which is rumored to be i i'm gonna put it these are my own words so don't quote me listeners um it sounds like it's gonna be kind of like a hero shooter like an overwatch or something like that um We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but uh, so they're trying to grow their their IPs and or Destiny and their other IPs. So they're they're actually opening another studio um, in Amsterdam sometime next year. So they're growing. They're also trying to grow out the Destiny IP through and probably other ones, probably future IPs as well um, with media. And this is actually this is kind of weird. I, I feel like a lot of studios and publishers are starting to do this, growing it out into shows other like you know other apps and and other media in general um i know i will we just talking about cd project red is, does a little bit of that i know they got a anime coming they got a couple phone games coming obviously merchandise and things like that so um it's kind of weird it, it, i mean i mean it's one way to make money so it's probably why a lot of a lot of publishers and studios are doing this so um so yeah, so Bungie's trying to, to try to grow and probably make a lot more money so they can keep making more uh, loot that you have to pay for with real money and destiny. <laughs> but um, some of the other kind of big news that they announced for for Destiny itself is um, oh god, what was it? I think it was last spring they they rolled out this huge announcement. They they announced Beyond Light, which was last year's expansion, and they they were like, here are our next three years worth of roadmap. Right. And there was beyond light, uh, which cream, which cream, <laughs> which queen, uh, which was supposed to be out at the end of this year and Lightfall, which was supposed to be out the end of next year. 
Um, and that was supposed to tie in this huge kind of narrative, this, this interconnected story um, and essentially kind of end the story that started in destiny one, which many people can argue uh, what story um, go listen to my name is Bife, B Y F. He's got a lot of fantastic um, destiny lore videos up on YouTube um, helps explain the story of destiny since Bungie doesn't do it very well, but um, but their big news with these expansions is that they're actually pushing them a year. So, um, and it, and they're moving them to, uh, like spring release. So yeah, they were supposed to release the witch queen at the end of this year, but it sounds like they're going to be moving that to a spring of next year. So you won't have to wait too long, but that kind of gives their development team a little bit more time to kind of not do that holiday crunch. That's so common in video games. So hopefully a little smoother releases in the future by moving it to, to that spring window. No official dates, just that they're kind of be, they're going to start aiming for earlier on in the year. But uh, along with that too, they announced a, not only they're moving those two uh, next major expansions, they're adding a third one. So we still got three years of destiny at least. So yay! I hope you guys are excited. I know, I know Chris is, he's, he's ready to hop back in and, Go raiding with me, right? Right, Chris. Is raiding a thing? Yeah. In this maybe game? we can get oh. maybe we can get rich on rich. It's on Game Pass. Will you play with us? Nope. Nope. I will. Bummer. Yeah. How about this? I'll play Destiny with you when you hit sixty in Classic WoW. Ooh. I might do that. Just, there you just go. Pay someone just, to level you up. Yeah, go pay. Go buy an account. And but. if it's not before Burning Crusade, then you have to get to seventy. Or if it's after Burning Crusade, then you got to get to 70. But do I want to take my my vanilla character into Burning Crusade? Yes. But then what if I want to play vanilla? Then you pay to copy that character into vanilla. (laughs) Exciting. I'll think about that. I'll think about that. I always need new friends to play Destiny with. But some some other news that is going to be coming up actually here shortly with uh, Season 14 is um big surprise i know you guys don't know anything about this but this is this is big news the gaming community or the uh, destiny community knew this was a failure before they even launched it but the good news is there is no more infusion capping of weapons starting in season 14 oh man about time yeah i know you're super excited (laughs) basically what it was was they were saying hey (laughs) these weapons are only good for a year they can only reach a certain level cap so it was basically, you know, you had weapons and armor that expired in a year and you had to regrind. So if you spent hours and hours and days and days and weeks and weeks grinding out that perfect role for, for your whole armor and weapon set, it was only going to be good for a year, assuming you were able to get it pretty early on. But um, good news there is they're getting rid of that. Bad news is they're researching a better way to take away your weapons and armor. That's my that's what I'm calling it. Um, there will be some sort of. Uh, system like this in the future they just don't know what it is yet it's probably going to suck like this current infusion thing does um season 14 uh vault of glass is returning again i know it's big news for you guys uh, but that's the og destiny one raid that was fantastic it was super awesome so well chris you played destiny one did you do vault of glass would have been the first raid yes yes i think we died a ton yeah you look like one of those people that probably die a lot in raid. Oh yeah, wow! Just like that. real life too. 
You die a lot um, in real life. Yeah, I I have infinite lives though, so nice. It's all good. Yeah, it's yep, fine. Cheats. <laughs> Look. Also coming in season fourteen, um, Ada's bringing transmog. Finally, a uh, community requested feature for forever for seven years, eight years, however long Destiny's been around. Um, and a stupid decision they made for Destiny Two, they are now fixing. Shaders are no longer no longer consumables. They are permanently unlocked. Again, why it took them five years or four years, however long Destiny Two has been out to make this decision, I don't know. But it's how long changing. have they been away from Activision? Is it two years here coming up? I would it's, say that that's at least part of the reason. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the following season after that, uh, season fifteen. This is some exciting news. Crossplay is coming. So they promised that a while back. So it's it's nice that that's finally coming. So you know, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation people can all be friends. And Stadia, I think maybe. Don't quote me on that. Stadia might not be included because they're weird. Um, and so what was odd with the Beyond Light? Beyond Light introduced Stasis, which was a new like kind of super at power, um, new element to the game. Um, but there was no guns or weapons that used it. So uh, season fifteen, you'll start seeing some weapons. Uh, popping up with that element type. So, um, and good news for people too. Uh, this is kind of future seasons. They didn't really put a season date on any of this stuff, but uh, anybody that hates stasis, um, I do. I know you guys are like, what's stasis? I don't know. Oh, I just but hate it. It's the worst. The listeners that know what stasis is, um, it sucks. Um, so they're going to be rebalancing that with the light classes um, at some point in the future. So hopefully... Crucible won't suck, but um, they're also going to be doubling their security team, kind of improve their their online matchmaking and and just PvP experience in general, as well as reworking trials. I don't play trials, but I hear it's just terrible. So, um, you know, so that's good news for anybody out there that plays trials. You know, they're going to be hopefully rebuilding that and make it better. We'll see. It's Bungie. Seems like every other time they hit something and, and it works and every other time they hit something and it's awful so yeah we'll see but that is matt's what i do was it three four minutes about probably maybe i know it wasn't 15 minutes so that's good you know we kept it under the, the 15 minute mark but that is your destiny slash bungee update <laughs> i know you guys were super excited for that but i had to get that out there because there is some exciting news there Wow, this is so much information. I just can't believe it. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Much wow. Yeah. Fine. What do you guys want to talk about now? Hmm. I guess that's it. Is that the podcast? Yeah, that's the podcast. No. <laughs> um, we could talk about MLB The Show coming to uh, Game Pass on day one because that Good. is that's insane. A big Tell us about it, Chris. Uh, so the last time I really got into a baseball game was, um, Ken Griffey Jr. on the N64, every other single one, you know, once they started getting realistic with their physics, um, it turns out I sucked. You know, the last baseball game I played, huh? I think it was called Mario baseball on the Game Boy, (laughs) like OG Game Boy. (laughs) <laughs> I I should have taken the hint from my uh, uh, little league coach. I am not good at the sport. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's it, thanks to exclusive deals. It hasn't the MLB hasn't been on the Xbox in years. I honestly cannot remember the last time there was an Xbox MLB game. 
I think it was a 2K game in 2013. So the last time they had base, like a, a license. Years. Yeah. Which is insane. That's a common theme in this episode. 2013. That was a big yeah. year. Yeah, it was a magical year of yeah. I got nothing. Um, did I graduate? No, I don't remember. Xbox um, One launched instead of PlayStation 4. There we go. But yeah, uh, it is still being uh, published by Sony, as far as I'm aware. I haven't heard that they're getting a new publisher mm-hmm. just for that version. and Which even signifies more how big of a deal it is. Uh, a small part of me always will go back to um, my my a theory I started spouting uh, about a year ago now on um, uh, Microsoft wielding the stick of Bethesda and saying, hey, look, you want some of these games. We want some of your games. Let's let's make some deals. Let's be real, realistic, though. The MLB is I, I, well, no Madden, Madden just or the NFL just re- uh, renewed their license with the stupid as uh, yeah. As I say, the yeah, uh, but it, it I'm it was it was rumored when they announced this what two years ago something like that, and then. You know, it's, you know, as the news is popping up again, it's, it sounds like it was the MLB that said, Hey, we want this on, yeah, probably. on more systems. Um, and more specifically, what I was reading is that they specifically said we want it on game pass, which is insane that this, what used to be a Sony exclusive game is coming to game pass day <laughs> one, right? It is so when cool. it launches, you know, the first time on Xbox, it's also on game pass. So it's kind of like, well, a big F you to Sony in a way. I, I guess. Yeah, I was, was well, going to say, the way that you're describing it makes it sound like, you know, Sony's kind of getting their hands tied on this one and they're uh, mm-hmm. they're kind of forced to do it. I, I wouldn't be shocked if this does have at least a little bit to do with the, um, the next-gen consoles. They're just not being out there. So, so uh, MLB's like, look, we, we want to get our game. Since you can't get us this higher quality version out there to as many people as we discussed we want it in more platforms or point we couldn't get we we weren't allowed to get people into the stands last year because of a uh a raging pandemic so now we need some extra money you're putting this on more platforms or we're not Mm -hmm. renewing the deal yeah it's a business you'd want like to me you'd want to have that on multiple especially since i've never played it but I've always heard every year is, you know, the show that's like if you like baseball, if you like sports games, you got to get a PlayStation and play that. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be a fantastic game. So, you know, since it was, you know, so highly regarded and, and MLB is probably like whenever the contract renewal came around two years ago, they're probably like, hey, we like money. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> want to make this game still. Um, it's got to be on everything. Yes. Yeah. This could also be a nice experiment for Sony too, just to see how well some of their games could yeah. perform on Game Pass. I mean, this—I'm mm-hmm. not saying that they're going to jump ship or anything like that, but this could be a good, doubt it. a good you way for them here. to like get their foot in the door and just be like, okay, theoretically, if we were to start putting our games on Game Pass, about how well do we think that this would do? You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it sounds like this is kind of ML. The MLB is kind of like bullying Sony into doing it just to yeah. be like. 
we need to sell more copies, homie. I, I will say I enjoy the slight. Uh, <laughs> um, I I sold my PlayStation 4 Pro to uh, Mike's brother, and part of the reasons was so he could play a baseball game again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it comes out on Game Pass, which he's had an Xbox for years. So, And is it still really hard to get a PS5? Oh, yeah. Still impossible. Yeah. yeah. I think right. I think the new both both consoles are both still consoles is still yeah. pretty rough. And that's partly because of I believe some microchip shortage too, too. That. Yeah, it's I, I've heard they're starting to investigate it now. But well I, I mean, mean it's 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 a lot of I think a lot of things. I mean it's affecting a lot of things other than Yeah. Gaming. They're talking well, about I smartphones are gonna have GPUs, issues. Yeah, yeah, smartphones. Which I remember reading about this last year. It, I think it's probably the memory units that go into it, the mm-hmm. NVMe drives, I believe is what it is. Um because I remember last year they were saying how they're struggling to get enough inventory to you know build it. So I, it could be multiple chips. I, I haven't followed that story, so I don't know what all it is, but I believe that is a factor too. I mean, uh, I'm sure it's a combination of a bunch of different factors as to why. No, agreed. Agreed. But yeah, uh, MLB, the show uh, releases on April 20th on multiple systems, platforms. So Chris, did you watch this uh, it at Xbox show? I, I did. Uh, I I caught part of it. I forgot it was going to happen, so I missed the first part, and then I rewatched it later. I never got around to, to watching the whole thing, just kind of the highlight video and read about it. Any any exciting news out of it outside of, what did they say, 22 new games yeah. being added to Game Pass? Um, Not like, not a ton of shockers. I would say they're all games that were kind of more or less expected to come out um in one way shape or form we just got to see more of it and some of these games mm-hmm. have been out on pc for a while so we're not really shocking people i'd say the biggest one for me is stalker 2 will be on game pass which i i loved the original stalker game uh that is one of the reasons i bought a really crappy pc a long <laughs> time ago so i could actually play that game um and i i still love it to this day so i'm excited to be able to play it again um Art of the Rally, uh, it's a little rally car racing game that that pushes onto the physics rather than the looks of the game. Mm-hmm. That was one of those videos I started watching, and I'm like, I I don't care about rally racing at all. Like it's super boring to me, but I might play that. I could see myself getting sucked into that game. And um, then of course, Hello Neighbor Two, which is yeah. the sequel. The original game was uh, a creepy amount of fun, so. I'm excited to play it again. A new version of it. Yeah. The Hello Neighbor 2 looked pretty cool, so I might have to check that out. And some of these, I know... I'm going to get the name wrong. Uh, Narita Boy is already out on Game Pass, and I think a couple of these other ones uh, are already out. Um, One other game I want to point out, because I... I started trying to do some just background research on these games to get a more understanding of like which ones do I actually care about. And I came across, I started researching Boyfriend Dungeon. What? Yep. Oh, that is one here. Yep. Totally missed that. It is without a doubt one of the weirdest games I've seen. And I'm, I'm, I, it's not a style of game because it, it's, it's very much feels like a, a Final Fantasy esque, uh, maybe a Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. Kind of game, but your character dates their weapons. 
and the money you earn killing monsters in these dungeons you you could take them out on dates and the weapon I, yep and this is weird <laughs> it was just so absurd that i'm like okay i i know i'm going to end up turning this on because i just i'm so confused by it and i need to know more so it's out now and you did you play it uh that one is uh, only not on Game Pass yet. It is available on PC, I believe. You should play it and then come on the podcast. I will talk, talk about, about it, it because, yeah, it was super odd. This looks weird. But, yeah, I mean, it's a bunch of really... Uh, it looks like overall, it, it it's the um, ID at Xbox, so it's all indie games. But mm-hmm. um, it's a pretty good selection overall. I just, you know, give me Stalker 2, goddammit. I want that game. been waiting like 10 years for it. It's just... We keep saying it, we're a broken record, but the amount of games, you know, they've got EA, Bethesda, you know, they're putting things like MLB The Show on here, all these indies. It's just insane as I'm reading through this and realizing what they've added since it's since they started this program. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it just gets to be a better and better deal every time we basically have an episode of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, heck, we all just played a round of Among Us. Now, I know some of us already have it on um, Steam, but it is available on PC Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or free on the phone. Also true. Yeah. But, yeah. That's usually how it happens. I buy a game and then it gets on Game Pass. So <laughs> You should just stop buying games, Matt. That's exactly. really the, the trick. I mean, that's what Game Pass is trying to tell me to do. Don't buy games. Just Just use me. I got all the games you need. I mean, they do have Destiny. So. That they do. Is that. But. Cool. Any other fun games there? Um, None. I mean, all of them looked like they had their own little weirdness that I kind of wanted to at least try it out. And um, I don't think I plug this too much on the podcast, but I definitely plug it other places. Um, I do the Xbox Game Pass Rewards program. Uh, where you can they actually will give you rewards points you can use to buy games just for playing games and that has forced me to play a bunch of games i never would have touched otherwise uh like right now i need to play alien isolation and survive five minutes without the alien finding me which i'll be honest alien isolation i know it's a really great game I norm not normally a game I'm interested in playing. So I like the fact it's pushing me into these realms of playing these games and checking them mm-hmm. out. I had to I had to Google here. I don't know if it would fall under this or not, but there was a game I played like four years ago. Was it for when did I go? When I was at E three last. I think that was twenty seventeen. Um The Artful Escape. And I always look for that to be released, but it's not out yet. That was a weird game. It was this weird side scroller with like, like, uh, I don't even know how you describe it. You, you had this guitar and you were like playing music as you're running through this super beautiful art environment, weird art, like rock and roll. You're on acid environment. Oh, it was weird. Yeah. I remember and, seeing something on that not too long ago. And it was kind of fun and weird. And I keep looking for it to come out. But I also don't know if that would fall under the it at Xbox. But that's I was looking here trying to remember what the name of it was. I saw art for Art of the Rally, but that obviously isn't it. So that was that racing game you were talking about. So 
I, I'm actually looking at the uh, publisher that uh, behind the game. They have had quite a few games come up on Game Pass. Um, what remains of Edith Finch? Uh, Outer uh, Outer Wilds. So, oh, Donut Country. So, yeah, there's a solid chance. Oh, this is Annapurna. Annapurna. Yeah. Annapurna. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It looked weird, and it was fun to play at E3 the other year. And again, I kind of keep keep an eye out, looking to see when it's going to come, but. It says it's supposed to release. That, that has to add some, but some sort of development issues or something. But I'll have to look at that. Maybe I'll talk about that on another podcast. Maybe that's in <laughs> development hell. It and payday three or yeah. just hanging out together. I I think a game like that, it's got to be one of those games that the pandemic just really put it behind. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised. It does say it is expected this year, but I don't see any new news about it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you guys, uh, so you play all these games. Do you use any of the uh, backwards compatibility? Oh, all the time. Oh my god, yes. Is that sarcasm or like no? For real? I, I okay. constantly. I, I recently po- played uh, Morrowind for the first time in years. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a lot tougher than I remember it being. So it's a good game though. It is still a classic game. Yeah. I just hated the notebook and how you tracked your your quests and stuff. That was yeah, the only reason I stopped playing. Yeah, it's it everybody I talked to gave me a quest and it just went in line in a page. I had a notebook in the real world that I would write down what page certain quests were on <laughs> and <laughs> had to track it that way. And finally, just gave up. I I don't know how far I made it in the game, but <laughs> probably not terribly far, since Morrowind is a huge game. But. It is massive, but uh. No, the backwards compatibility team over at Microsoft, just they, they're insane. Uh, you know, we've talked about them before. Um, their their latest improvement and feature they're adding to, um, as they do it, they kind of do a slow rollout, you know, add it to a, a few games, and then they kind of continue to grow it as time goes on. Um, but they're adding this FPS boost. So for certain games, they're able to unlock it to whatever game it is. Let's see, what do they what got in the first wave here? Far Cry 4, Super Lucky's Tale, Sniper Elite, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. Not terribly old games, but basically they've been able to, whatever their tech they've developed, they're able to unlock the frame rate and get up to, some cases, 60, some cases to 120. It kind of depends on the game and what it originally ran at. Um, but yeah, it's it's just, oh, I, I did add an extra note here. Uh, they also added um, Dishonored, Elder Scrolls, Fallout 4, Fallout 76 and Prey to this program as well, this uh, FPS boost. So um, much like their other things, their, their features you can turn on and work with some games, but it's, it's just so cool to watch them develop and support, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years of Xbox gaming on one system. And it's one thing I wish Sony would get back to, um, you know, because I, I think, you know, this is just really exciting tech and that they're able to do this is, is just neat and being able to go back and play these games. We remember they might still act and play a little goofy because they're, you know, like 20 years old, but hopefully look and run a little bit better just because they're supporting, you know, the the old systems. So, um, you know, it's really exciting tech that they're working on over there. And I'm always excited to see, um, you know, updates to, to the program. Mm -hmm. And again, I just wish, I wish Sony would do this. Yeah. Um, It would be so cool. And it's, it's, it's just got to be a, a, I don't know, a money thing, maybe. 
I know Microsoft has deeper pockets than Sony, so maybe (sighs) maybe that you know this is like one of those things in the PlayStation department where they're like, we just don't have the money to do this, you know, support this development. Mm -hmm. Where again, Microsoft has a dedicated team that does this. Well, or they just don't see it as a as profitable. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. they're they're games that are already sold, so who cares? Mm -hmm. But I I will say I I do remember um, as someone who used to have. uh, Larry Herb, uh, Xbox's Major Nelson, had his backwards compatibility page uh, bookmarked because I wanted to be up to date anytime something new dropped on that mm-hmm. list because I just I love that they were doing it on the uh, Xbox One. I was disappointed when I heard they were, the whole team was getting pulled to work on the, the new consoles, but to see what they've been doing since they've been pulled is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it. you know, again, it kind of varies by game. Sure. Because game engines are wildly different. Um, but yeah, to what is it? They're, they have their auto HDR. They have the FPS boost. Obviously, they were able to get their code working so that they load a lot of these games faster. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember what some of the other things we've talked about. So it seems like every like three or four months we have something new we're talking about. from Right. Them. So um, it's really exciting. Um but keep it in line with the backwards compatibility. They also announced that to uh, Game Pass Ultimate subscribers who have access to Project X Cloud, um, you guys are actually getting access to 16 original Xbox and 360 games. So um, I'm just waiting for them to kind of officially announce X Cloud. I know the whole streaming games thing is still kind of, you know, you're still working out the kinks, getting things working smoothly. But, um, and I honestly haven't tried this in forever, but. You know, it kind of feels like, you know, at some point here, they got to just announce what it's called because Project X Cloud is not its final form. You know, it's got to be something else. Yeah, it's got to be something. It's Microsoft. So it's going to be called something really stupid. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, they they rebranded it to Xbox Network. So I wonder if it's that part of that is going to end up just rolling it into that system name wise, mm-hmm. naming convention wise. But it's got to, they're probably going to at some point kind of sell it as a separate service, you would think, right? You know, like Game Pass Xbox and Game Pass PC. You know, maybe streaming would be something different. I don't know. No, call it Xbox Cloud. No, wait, that's too long. X Cloud. Wait, damn it. I wish they'd just call it X Cloud. I mean, Um, but again, it's Microsoft, so they're going to call it something stupid. Yeah. Series Cloud, Series C. There you go. They'll call it the they'll call it the uh, PlayStation Six. <laughs> like what? We trademarked it. What are you gonna do? I actually think Sony already trademarked. That. I think they did too. It'll so be that. like something like I think they've they've trademarked PlayStation like six through ten or something already. Yeah, but hey, they got to keep that renewed too. Yeah, that does it's expire. A, don't want those squatters on it. But it's the Xbox Series One X S Cloud. God, so confusing. I was I I was reading an article where Microsoft trademarked what was it Series S X, not separate, not like Series S and Series X like they have now. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I don't know. It would be kind of funny and sad if they released a a disc version of the S and called it the, or I'm sorry, discless version of the X and called it the series SX. <laughs> no, I, I think that's just for branding purposes. Though, yeah. 
Yeah, just kind of sit on that so somebody else doesn't steal yeah. it. Yeah. But so we were chatting about Sony. <laughs> Chris, tell us about the new VR controllers. Oh my God, Sony! You may have figured some of this stuff out finally. It's not. I'm those... excited for the new VR. Yeah, the new VR actually looks really good. I mean, I we obviously we don't know the specs yet. Um, so it may, we don't know how it'll compare to the ones that are on the market right now. I would guess it's probably closer to uh, quest two than anything the index is doing, but still, um, the new controllers are more in line with what you see on the, um, quest or the index. So you got that little handheld and a little orb around your hand to kind of, I, I I'm sure it senses inputs a little bit and also helps make sure you don't bash your hands on things. Cause Lord knows I do that plenty of times. I think it's for sensing. I just what, remember reading. I don't know if this was when they announced that they're working on a new headset a couple weeks ago, but it almost sounds like their headset is going to have the tracking inside the of tracking. it so that it can track the controllers just right from the head mounted unit i mean um, yeah so it'll work similar to like the uh, quest 2 does then is that i'm not familiar okay yeah yeah because yeah. yeah the quest 2 has naturally no no tracking stations it's just mm-hmm. all headset yeah so i imagine that's why it's round so if you're rotating your hand and stuff you can, it can see, get your ro- yeah. orientation does but the yeah. the index doesn't have a, a rounded um controller does is it? it still the little kind of almost I, I don't want to call it wands because a wand always makes me think of the PlayStation move and I just really did not like those controllers Rich you're the index uh, I was gonna say we have a guy with expert. an index he fell asleep I did not fall asleep <laughs> I was just on mute <laughs> what's the index controller look like what does it look like? Yeah, is it is it is more? It no, it is okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Partially, I, I'm partially I'm, rounded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I'm, gotten kind of some. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's definitely got a little bit of criticism even out of me for its controller design because it's almost like the the weird thing about the index controllers is that I like the shape of it, but the the round area where all the buttons and the joystick are feel a little bit, I guess, too small. For oh, my thumbs, sure. so my thumb kind of overlaps a lot of the stuff, depend like based on how I hold it. So the yeah. handle being kind of short and my thumbs being a little longer, kind of, it's kind of a conflict there. So, I mean, I can understand the the criticism of the index controller. You should probably trim your thumbs down a little bit better. Yeah, I'll saw I was planning on sawing them off at some point. There you go. <laughs> but I mean, it, it definitely looks like Sony is taking this a little bit more seriously than they. Fr- did the original PSVR, which mm-hmm. it's great. I mean, well, I think they tried to keep the original one like budget friendly. Yeah. Cause they reused a lot of stuff, which isn't a terrible idea, but you know, definitely they were trying to get people to buy it. So mm-hmm. I think they tried to eliminate well, you know, those, those, what was it at the time? The rift and the vive were like, they're six so and eight hundred bucks yeah. or something like that. And that was just for those units. You obviously needed a high end PC to run it. So yep. they're like, you know, let's get in on the low budget and and try to get people to get in that way. And uh, to re- reiterate for everyone, this is uh, going to be unique to the PlayStation 5. It will not be backwards compatible so far as they've announced. Uh, it would be really surprising if it 
did. I can't imagine the pro even would have enough power to push it. And I mean, I think I think that's fine too. Yeah, I mean, at some point, like backwards compatibility is all well and good and all that, but at some point, you really do have to cut the cord and let the let the past Mm -hmm. console die out. You know? Yeah. Well, and it's it's not coming out this year. They have announced that. So hopefully by next year, more people have their hands on the console and they'll be able to sell them to that (laughs) the the five percent of people on the PlayStation that will buy it. (laughs) Right. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a selling point. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I am all for more VR sets going onto the market because that'll mean more developers mm-hmm. will be making games for it. And that's... Well, yeah, I mean, VR is, VR is getting better. Oh, you know, which is so fantastic. So, mm-hmm. you know, and games Half-Life are starting Alex to catch up. Proof of that, too. I still mm-hmm. haven't sat down and played it yet. It's installed. God, I just haven't taken you, the man. time. It's so good, dude. It is, it is like the... V like the best VR game mm. that I've played. Mm-hmm. And I don't play a lot of VR games because most <laughs> of the ones I tried when I first got my Rift, they were that gimmicky, you know. Oh yeah, it was like so the Connect Some of them again. Are. Yeah, the Connect was like a cool idea, but it was all the like fruit ninjas and you mm-hmm. know, it's like this is all dumb stuff. Give me something where you know it's a unique experience. It's fun. But, yeah, and I think there's definitely quite a few games, like even some games that have port ported into vr have done a really good job like super hot vr is actually oh, really so really cool. good mm-hmm. it works out so well um yeah half-life alex beat saber all those are just amazingly fun experiences yeah phasmophobia phasmophobia but yeah i do like that they're it appears they're basically trying to put their dual sense no yeah dual sense yeah, controller. Their their PS5 controller, like they're like all that haptic right feedbacks yeah. and adaptive triggers and one. Well, I, stuff I like assume that's all going to go into it when you're designing it. Your mindset should be okay. We have this controller. How do we make it into two controllers, one in yeah. each hand? And that that should literally be their only mindset. When you know, how do we make this fit? Mm-hmm. And then, how do we not make people throw up when they play it? 90 hertz that's part of the experience no man no well the other the other big problem that vr needs to address is wearing the uncomfortable gear on your head yeah Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that kind of puts me off of playing half-life alex from you know all the way through in one sitting kind of a kind of a game because like after like an hour hour and a half i'm just like okay i'm I'm sick of having this thing on my face i just want to take it off my play sessions were, I think, average 60 to it was 60 to 120 minutes. So mm-hmm. I think it was more around the 90 minutes was like my average. But yeah, at a certain point, it's like, OK, I just want to sit down. You know, I'm a nerd. I don't like standing up playing <laughs> games because I did because you could, you know, move around. That was the, the cool thing about it. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So hopefully we'll uh, there's they're steadily releasing info. So hopefully we get more sooner than later. Mm-hmm. I want to see what. Yeah, I want to see kind of it all packaged together with even if it's a even if it's another was it Mike's Mark, Mike, Mark Cerny, you know, like GDC talk that everybody's yeah. going to get disappointed about because they're like, <laughs> they're going to announce, the, you know, the VR. And then it's just him talking tech, you yeah. know, even if it's one of those and he hopefully shows a couple, you know, frames or video of it, you know, that'd be really cool. I'd watch it. I'd be excited, but well, if you guys want to buy 
PlayStation 3, PS Vita, or PSP games digital, you better get to it now. Oh. Sony is closing that part of their, their store. You won't be uh, starting July 2nd for PlayStation 3 and PSP and August 27th for the PS Vita. After those dates, you won't be able to buy those games anymore. The good news is if you've purchased them already, you can re-download them through your um, through your games section on the systems. But do you guys, well, I should say, do you guys, Chris, do you buy a lot of digital games on PlayStation Store? Um, almost all my games on my PlayStation are digital, but I definitely you probably don't buy PS3. No. Did anybody here ever own a Vita or a PSP? Nope. Very, very briefly. Yeah, I have not. Yeah. Uh, I got one while I was working at Best Buy. I haven't uh, owned a PlayStation anything since the PS2. Hmm. I just never got into the handhelds. No. Um, like it's like my last handhelds were a Game Boy and a Game Gear. So, and I loved them, but you know, at, at a certain point, I just would always play PC or console. Yeah, it doesn't. You know? It just didn't feel right. My next handheld will be the Switch Pro if that's oh real. And no, hey, we got Switch Pro in here, and Mike's not even here. Look at us. Look at us. Stupid Switch Pro. Hey, hey, Chris. Any new rumors? Any new news on the yeah, Switch Pro? Yeah, uh, Nintendo's closing shop. Um, they're sold to Microsoft finally. They just, <laughs> you know, they decided. You know what? Mario's dead. So what's the point anymore? So we're yeah, just gonna sell everything and uh, yeah. walk away clean. He did die the other week, didn't he? Weirdly, Mario went to Microsoft. They actually sold uh, Luigi to Konami. <laughs> uh, and he's going to be starring in a brand new MMO game um, based off Splinter Cell. I got nothing at that <laughs> point. I'm, I'm, I'm digging a deeper hole because Splinter Cell is, is Ubisoft. That's Ubisoft, not Konami. It's, weird. it's getting late. That's that's what's happening. <laughs> My brain is frying out. All right, let's 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 get through this before we all uh, pass out. Hey, uh, um, Rich, do you, you're, you, you're the guy that knew a lot about Evo, right? I know we talked about Evo before. Was it you that was our resident expert on Evo? Oh, I wouldn't even call myself close to an expert. I know what it is. Yeah, I just, okay. Me too. Yeah. Like, what do you what do you need as far as an expert? All I know is I that just, it's a fighting games tournament. Oh, yeah. I seriously thought it was about soccer. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, the uh, Evolution Championship Series, as Rich said, the fighting game tournament, um, was actually purchased by Sony Entertainment or Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, yeah, I don't like so they're that. They're part of Sony. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't that like kind of seems like an odd move. Yeah, I mean, it's the the. Uh, my guess is that the people behind Evo just wanted to sell it and kind of be maybe be done with it and then make their money off of it. But the thing I don't like about that is that in the in the grand scheme of things, when a large company kind of starts taking control over a lot of the esports scene, it ends up causing a lot of problems. Um, mm-hmm. And I. Just me personally, I really like a lot of the uh, the more grassroots approaches to esports things, like the MLGs and the you know Intel Intel Extreme Masters and things like that. I, you know, I miss stuff like that. Um, not to say that you know the esports for you know League of Legends hasn't been good, or you know what Blizzard has done, um, what Blizzard has done with their esports hasn't been super great, you know, but. Yeah. I, that's just what I prefer. So yeah, I'm not a big fan of Sony buying buying it, up yeah, Evo. Just, 
there wasn't a lot of news there on like why you know or like and like how it's going to fit into their playstation plans moving forward does you know so it just seems odd like because yeah, Sony doesn't games, have, yeah, a, I don't know. They don't own a uh, fighting franchise, do they? I'm trying to think of one that they might own. Own one? No, but I mean, there's third party. I mean, sure, you, you yeah, got there's Tekken releases. and all the others, right? Yeah, I don't know necessarily about own a fighting mm-hmm. game series. I mean, maybe the Tekken would have been the closest thing that I would have remembered it to be, but I don't think that that's exclusive to this PlayStation anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems odd, but who knows? But talking about evil, but moving into our final, final topic of the night, and then we can all go to bed, even you listeners, whether it's in the AM that you're no, listening to this. they or... need to stay up. Yeah, okay, I guess. I still think they should just go to bed after they're done listening to this. But um, yeah, continuing on the Evo news, but also moving into uh, it is springtime. So we're starting to get news on um, events, you know, our summer games events. So uh, not only was Evo purchased, but they also announced that their online Evo online will take place in August. Um, it'll be free entry, it'll be online. They play a bunch of different fighting games. What I got here, Tekken, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Do you guys know what Arc System works? I guess it's Guilty Gear is maybe what it's. Yeah, Arc System works as the the publisher mm. of the studio so i've heard of guilty gear i don't even think i've played it before yeah that's got to be what it is i'm not familiar with it though but um yeah so that's sticking online which actually is for the most part the theme here with these other events that have been announced did you guys keep up with any of these i know uh i think e3 news kind of was today mm-hmm. e3 was really the only one i i kind of keep up on that well um maybe Summerfest, maybe well, that was kind of new, but yeah, you, you I was kind of wondering oh. if that was going to happen again. Summer, summer's game fest, the summer, summer games. games fest, yeah, um, from Jeff Keeley. But I guess that's happening again. That's going to start in June. I wonder if that's going to be another like three month thing. See, that one of, was interesting because I always thought of the summer games, the the summer of games fest, as almost like an extension of what E three was supposed to be, mm-hmm. or at least last year because huh. they had to flat out cancel E three. Yeah. And yeah. then they almost like it almost seemed like they just kind of replaced E3 with the Summer Game Fest because they kind of did the same thing, right? Like they had like the 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 big companies essentially do their trade shows through the Summer Game Fest. You know, you had the Xbox One, the Ubi One, the you know EA kind of did their thing. So yeah, it'll be they... interesting to have both E3 and Summer Game Fest. Yeah, and then I mean I know Jeff did a lot of like developer interviews like you normally would get during e3 where you know it wouldn't just be jeff i mean he was a big part of e3 until he i think left what would have been last year's but obviously that got canceled but um you know like he would sit down with developers as they play their games and talk about it or show the trailer depending Mm -hmm. on what state the game was in so yeah it did feel like a drawn out e3 over the summer which honestly i wasn't a huge fan of um but hey it was one way to get news and in the interesting year that was 2020. But um, yeah, no, the news today for E3 was that they actually are going to have it this year. It'll be all digital and it'll be free. And yeah. And that's about the news there. They didn't really talk much more about it. So uh, Microsoft and Nintendo will be there. 
along with uh, some, some other big ones here. Ubisoft, Capcom, Warner Brothers, kind of some of the big names that are usually there. Um, I saw online, this was weird. People were like, Sony's not going to be there. I'm like, Sony hasn't been there for yeah, three they, years. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah. They they may allow it to brand together just because they're going to do it anyways. But no, Sony hasn't been a part of this for a while. Yeah, so I wasn't I wasn't sure why people were surprised at that. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I remember us talking about it during what uh, E3 2019. Yeah, we talked about how so how kind of sad we were that Sony wasn't there. Mm hmm. I mean, I'm sad, but I'm also a big fan of just E3 in general. So watching E3 or um, Sony and EA leave over the last couple of years, they've typically whenever this was done in person, they've typically done their own events but not as part of E3 just around LA during that week. Um, you know, which was odd. It's like, we're not going to be part of E3, but you know, we're still going to do it at the same time and still in LA, which I mean, LA is huge, but you know, but I think it just came down to like a lot of the pricing to get your, their, their booths on the floor and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, the other two that kind of popped up this week were, uh, Gamescom is actually, um, they're the only one that's actually going to be doing an in-person one. Um, well, well, sorry, it's a hybrid. They're going to do some stuff in person following some safety standard I never heard of. So they can still have people there, but also do a lot of digital events. So it'll be interesting. I mean, that's, that's months down the road. So they got a lot of time to prepare for that. That's typically the end of August. And that's when it is this year, August 25th to 29th. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes and kind of, you know, nice that things are slowly getting back to normal, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, do you guys want to go to Gamescom? We Isn't do game... it. Campfire oh. goes to game, Gamescom. Where is, where is Gamescom actually located? Germany. I'd love that. That is the, mm-hmm. the one in Germany. Yes. 100%. Let's go there. Let's do it. All right. We're going global. Yep. I mean, maybe a lot of our listeners are there. Maybe they've been waiting for this fantastic Chris Sturm to actually show up in person so they can talk to him and um, buy me lots of beer and pretzels. Well, I'd hate to burst your bubble there, Chris, but the the analytics show that most of our listeners are actually in the United States. And fans. But America sucks. (laughs) Right, right, fans? You love me? I'll take that awkward silence. (laughs) I heard a couple of people. It was weird. <laughs> um, the the final show that kind of uh, got talked about is uh, Comic-Con. Um, that's doing another, another digital show this year. Uh, that'll take place uh, in the end of July, 23rd to 25th. So, um, so, yeah, I'm sure we'll be covering a lot of these as they happen. So, yay. Hopefully in 2021. Most of these will all be back in person and we can we can actually legit start going to some of them because that would be, I think, exciting experience personally and for the podcast. So agreed. Yeah, cool. we might have some exciting announcements along these lines uh, down the road. We'll just We're have to tune to in and see. We just announced it. Oh, there might be more. There might be more. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's our long laundry list of topics. I'm going to throw it over to Chris. Chris, what's the tip of the week? So the tip of the week, uh, as a lot of you know, Among Us finally came out with a new update very recently that included the airship. 
which is so massive. It's uh, too big for four people. It is 100% too confirm. big for four people. Um, but the uh, tip of the week that I wanted to share with everybody, at least until an update gets pushed out to fix it, uh, occasionally you may find out after you've uh, had one of the team meetings, uh, either emergency meeting or someone found a body, that you can't move. And it's super annoying. Uh, the best thing to do is hit that little cog button in the top right corner and it should release you from whatever weird hold the game had on you. And you should go about your day murdering your fellow crewmates or hiding from them, I guess. Well, if it's me, it's I'm always the first. Yeah, to go. you are always <laughs> the imposter <laughs> for yep. whatever reason. No matter what, you are <laughs> always when, when, the imposter. When we found your body. We Even when you're it. not the imposter. Yep. I don't know how he pulled this off, but it's obviously the double con. He died, but he must have offed himself. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, You guys got anything? Anything else? Nope. Cool. We didn't talk about Halo when Mike was out. Bummer. Uh, We got got Switch Pro rumors in there. But but see, we're only supposed to talk about Halo when Mike is here. Okay. Um, I guess I have one piece of news that looks like it literally just dropped a little bit ago. Uh, Arma 3 is getting a Vietnam campaign. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that game's been out forever, and it's still fantastic, and it's still getting updates. Neat. Nice. So They must have a pretty good, solid uh, user base. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Their user base is still huge on uh, Steam. It's all those Daisy people, right, playing the, the mods. <laughs> Do people play that anymore? I don't know. The mod, I just yeah. remember that was an Arma 3 mod. No, it was an Arma 2 started. mod. Yeah, it was an Arma oh, 2 Oh, it was? Mod. It was a yeah. 2? Okay. Yep. See, I, I didn't remember it. Nah, so. PUBG basically was born out of an Arma 3 mod. Correct. Gotcha. Cool. So, yeah, well, keep an eye out for that. Uh, up to the not, minute news. Yeah, don't see. It's due in the next few months. That's all we have so far on the release date. Nice. Cool. Well, I think that wraps it up for us. Uh, check us out at our website, campfiregamingpodcast.com. Uh, we occasionally write uh some stories for our blog there um occasionally we're trying to get better at it right we're all working adults here chris why aren't you writing more oh my god you're the the writer in the game okay that's valid that's a valid argument um on that website you can also find links to a lot of our social media sites um a link to our discord come join us on discord we would love to chat with you we're slowly growing our users there and we're having a blast with those that are here. So come join in the fun. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Camp Game Pod. Go say hi. I th- Mike usually is the one handling that. Uh, or you can come say hi to me on Instagram at Campfire Gaming Podcast. So, yeah. Well, it wraps it up for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making it this far. We love you. Maybe not Chris. He might. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next time, (laughs) see you around the campfire.